hot off the press. Hello and welcome to the Marx Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. Uh, and this week we are talking about the movie from this year, Air. But before that, uh, I've got a bit of news to, to bring up, see what you think. Um, so first bit of news, uh, it's, it's kind of random, but we, we both, well, I, I watched Pink Panther and I watched it for the first time at your place. Um, did you see that Ed Murphy is uh, lined up to be the Inspector Clouseau in a Pink Panther reboot? I did not, but that's, that, that, that's good casting, actually. I yeah. think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, we've gotten a little, a little bit of a Eddie Murphy resur- resurgence, if you will, with uh, the new Dolomite movie, mm-hmm. or, or, or I guess the Dolomite biopic, I guess. Um, and uh, what was that? I don't hear he was in. Oh, well, the, the, the coming to, to America. Right, so, like, yeah. He, he's been doing, He's he, he's been back in more things recently which is good i think he's a he's he's a good actor and he's a good presence to have in a film agreed and i think it'll be a lot of fun to see him as inspector clouseau i think he could play a good sort of bumbling idiot definitely um next piece of news uh well i i I know you saw this but uh martin scorsese is planning on a new film about jesus i want to get I want to hear, hear your thoughts, but it sounds like you're very excited. So we're getting four Jesus, Jesus, Jesus movies in, that are currently in development in some in some stage. So Mel Gibson's doing Passion 2. Um, what? Terrence Malick <laughs> is doing a, a Jesus film. Interesting. And uh, and Terrence Malick does, that doesn't miss. Um, Paul Verhoeven, I guess, is doing a Christian movie. Really? Um, oh, sorry, a movie, a, movie, a movie about Jesus, so... That could be fascinating. He's not religious, I think. Well, his last movie was The Nun. Was it the, no, not The Nun. Uh, uh, what's better, uh, a lesbian nun? Yes, yes. Um, what's oh, Bernadette or something? Yeah, yeah, ban, ban, Bandetta, I think. There you go. <laughs> we'll yeah. get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, you can definitely see that he's moving towards uh, more religious themes, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. if you look at like uh, RoboCop, it is sort of a Jesus-esque story. Yeah. RoboCop is so good. It's ugh. It really is. I, I also love uh, Starship Troopers. I wrote a paper about Starship Troopers, so if we ever want to watch that movie, I can discuss it all day. I've heard that the movie is pretty political so i would go i'd gladly watch that one i've got i've got lots of different arguments on that movie like there, there, there's like a whole like specter of uh academic papers on that movie discussing what it means and if it actually means anything it's it's fascinating uh, anyways i i thought that's kind of interesting i think uh scorsese can make a really interesting movie but Jesus, a lot of his movies recently have been quite uh sort of philosophical and 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 looking at the spiritual realm which is kind of cool yeah specifically um well silence is his most religious film i would say overtly mm-hmm. um even like the Irishman definitely has some themes that are religious be it either redemption or like um yeah like yeah like finding it's like yeah it's about him finding redemption for all the stuff that he did in the past it's it, it, it definitely yeah well, i mean he, he he did the last temptation of christ too which again, last time Scorsese did a movie about Jesus. I mean, the that one was based off a book, not scripture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people calling for his head because Catholics got up in arms about everything. So classic, classic Catholics. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was surprised it wasn't the uh, right-wing uh, evangelical Americans, but... Uh, it would, that movie was in the, in the 70s, like so that would have been, like, before the... Yeah, Bill, Billy Graham was still a thing then. No, but, like, not, but like Reagan wasn't. No, but there were still right-wing Christians. There was, but they were... But they were, but like, they were, they were I, I, like, Bob Jones University was still around. Right, but like, it wasn't the big engine of destruction that it is now true but it's still there yes yeah uh but yeah anyways i thought that i think that'll be very interesting uh my final bit of news which will lead to maybe a little bit of discussion but uh it's kind of specifically looking at like disney plus and how they're removing a lot of content oh my god um like stuff that was like just released like including like uh, uh willow and like that sort of stuff um so I just want to kind of uh, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on 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 the, the sort of streaming services taking off content without sort of any thought or like I, 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 it just being done like and then it's like erased from the internet kind of thing. I think it's stupid. I think it should be illegal because mm-hmm. they're just doing they're just doing it to avoid paying paying people, which is fucking stupid. Excuse my French, but like it's just it's all about say saving money and cost cutting and which is wild because like labor it, it's already uh, like they already don't get residuals for it yeah so like I don't really know what money they're <laughs> they're really saving other than like what like server costs for keeping it up like is that is that yeah, what it is I guess that probably because um like because you gotta think when whenever the the the, the WGA contract happened there's gonna be a lot of like money back for streaming with residuals mm-hmm. so i wonder if, if, if they're almost like prepping for oh well it's, it's not up anymore therefore you don't get residuals at all yeah that that is possible uh that's what makes sense makes sense to me if, if i was a capitalist scumbag that that's that's what I would do. yeah well, that's fair but uh what I or well, what I find interesting is like a lot of people are just like oh like uh, just just buy Blu-rays and and 4Ks and that sort of thing which you know it's a good idea but in a lot of sense that's a very individual 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 sort of approach to it yeah. um, and like sure like I have nothing against like we we both collect Blu-rays but uh, uh, and this sort of thing I I, I think pirating is obviously. Uh, an ethical thing in in this case because it is a sort of a sense of uh, preserving history and and it's it's akin to saving uh, like film copies like Scorsese's doing. Um, oh, definitely. Like, like things like the Internet Archive and and all that sort of stuff is is becoming all the more important. Uh, what? Okay, I actually had one last piece of news after this, so uh, I'm not sure if you saw this. This was very recently. But, uh, like, uh, I liked it on Twitter 22 hours ago. But uh, PBS did an interview with Tom Hanks. Did you see this? I did not see this. I I was going to look, look at it, but it, it's about the strike in some capacity. Yeah, and where he's basically very wishy-washy. He's like, yeah, like, the, the writers just need to get along with the bosses kind of thing. Oof. And it's it's kind of cringe and disappointing, but also yeah. he's he's like a very rich actor, so it makes sense that he would side with people giving him lots of money. Yeah, but ultimately disappointing to see. 
you, you always kind of hope that someone who makes a living off of the writing of others would support those writers but uh alas that is not the case in this <laughs> um but yeah anyways that's, that's my news uh if we want to get into air talk now do you have some fast facts for us yeah so air is a 2023 american biographical sports drama directed by ben affleck written by alex convery it was a spec script no one asked him to write it but he did and then i guess matt damon and ben affleck took a chance on it and uh yeah so it's uh it, it was supposed to go straight, straight, straight to Prime, but then it got really good test screenings. So they're like, hey, let's have it run in the theaters for a couple weeks, and then we'll put it on Prime after. It it, it made more than it cost, a, a budget between 70, 70 to $90 million. Mm-hmm. It made 89.7, so about, about breaking even, but uh, I'm assuming it, it, it's got more views on Prime, and yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, written by Alex Convery, stars uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Val Davis, and Chris Tucker. Yeah. So, what are your sort of initial thoughts of this? I I, I loved it. If I'm being honest, like it was, it's the dad movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Damon's great. I'm usually not, not, not a big Matt Damon guy, but between this one and Last Duel, he's he's doing good stuff. Uh, Jason Bateman was a standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um, great character. I mean, Val Davis, like, she's only, she's only in like four scenes, but she oh. steals all of them. Agreed. She's definitely the, sort of the emotional heart of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, on, on, on a very, very surface level to me, this is like, yeah, it's a fine summer movie. <laughs> But I I have some some I don't know maybe, not necessarily hot takes but like uh, maybe I, I I dug a little too deep into this movie, <laughs> which which I'll I'll get into a little bit later uh, after we talk sort of more of the uh, practical stuff. But uh, ultimately, there's not going to be any spoilers for this. I don't think that you can really be spoiled going into this movie. Yeah, because everyone knows about the Air Jordans, right? So oh, like, yeah. spoiler alert: He signed with Nike. Like, <laughs> what? Great. Great. Uh, so I, I, in that sense, there's not really any drama to this. Like, like any drama that is like fabricated, it's uh, we all know that it's going to be solved in the end. But I, I, I still, in some ways, think that it did a good job of balancing that. Yeah, like part of it is the journey, right? Like it's like again, you, which is like if you know what's going to happen. You should show like how or why, or like, and like it does a good job of like okay yeah he wanted Adidas because of this he wanted Converse because of this he he did he did he did it on Nike because of this mm-hmm. like so it's it's basically about hit about Nike trying to do what it can and 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 getting getting Michael Jordan and then it being one of the most like best two way deals in, in business history honestly. Yeah, and, and that brings me to uh, one of my points, where this is to me essentially just like business porn. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it, it, like this, this is like something that like an Asper student who wants to be cool would put on for his buddies. Uh, at, for for those not in the area, Asper is the local business school, yeah. uh, and, and I, I, it's basically just sort of like glamorizing 
the idea of like being in a business, uh, sort of the, the risk, the reward, uh, uh, creating a, a product and, and that sort of a thing, um, which which leads to some of my my critiques of this movie, which are are uh, maybe a little more in depth than most people are going to think. But uh, first off. Uh, in the business sense, this felt to me like a a toy commercial for adults. If that makes sense. Yep, definitely. Like it's it's basically uh, Transformers for Gen Xers uh, wanting to relive the glory days. Uh, <laughs> like it's uh, like basically just telling you like, hey, go out there and buy that shoe. Uh, is essentially how I viewed it. Um, how, how do you say to, 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 to my thought thinking of that? That's fair. Like it's definitely promote, promoting a product. It's a little bit too business propaganda for me. Like I, like it, I think it's a good idea to tell it from, from the worker's perspective. Like Sonny Vicaro isn't like a capitalist. He's a, he's a worker. Like while, um, Rob, Jason Bateman, he's an, he's an executive, but he still has bosses. He still, like, they're still workers under the Mar- under the Marx theory. Yes, and, and I agree with that. But <laughs> now this is where I, where I go like way deep. Uh, oh boy, have you ever heard of the concept of commodity fetishism? Uh, no, but it sounds like something. Oh, uh, yes. It sounds like something I've probably read, read on Twitter before. Okay, so commodity fetishism uh, is a Marxist concept from uh, the first volume of Capital, uh, where essentially the idea is that uh, – well, here, let, 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 me, let me read a, a little bit of Marx. We, we are a Marx-ish podcast, aren't we? <laughs> That's uh, true. <laughs> uh, so, so this is a quote from, from uh, section four uh, of Capital. So – uh, a commodity is therefore a mysterious thing, simply because in it the social character of men's labor appears to them as an object character stamped upon the product of that labor. Because the relation of the pr- uh, produce- producers to the sum total of their own labor is presented to them as a social relation existing not between themselves but between the products of their labor. So essentially what that means is that uh, – like we, when we see a product, we almost sort of view that product as its own sort of living thing, right. without without taking into account uh, all the processes and systems that it takes to make that thing. So, like, let's say we are looking at for this a Nike shoe. shoe. Yeah. So, what we saw is the people designing the shoe and the people selling the shoe. Yeah. And like what making, we like, like making the prototype. Yeah, with, with with the print. Yeah, what we do not see is, uh, well, where did the leather come from? That doesn't magically grow on trees. That has to be gathered, right? Yep. Someone's raising the cows. Someone's butchering the cows, uh, and so like all that labor is not being shown. Uh, who's actually going to make that shoe? It's not the shoe designer. He he makes the one pair. Someone yeah. <laughs> like like they they sort of half assed uh, they mentioned like oh like there's there's workers uh, that like in in Vietnam making these shoes but like like that that's sort of brushed off uh, like 
is this the only designer? I'm sure there's other designers working on this, but this guy yeah. takes all the credit. So, so like, like in that sense, th- this this movie I found to be like the perfect example, like perfect example of what commodity fetishism is, mm-hmm. where where you you see like uh, sort of these three great people because of their superior intellect, they are able to develop and sell this sh- this athlete on a shoe right. a- 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 and and then what like basically what they what they say is like this shoe will become michael jordan kind of thing right yeah so like that is like the perfect way of understanding what commodity fetishism is where you view a product not as all the labor that goes into it but as its own thing right if, if that makes sense yeah that definitely makes sense so so like from a marxist perspective i find this to be a perfect tool to teach people uh, <laughs> basically what that idea is yep. which is definitely not what this movie is going for anyways that's a, that's my little my little rant on how to how to kind of do like a uno reverse on this movie and yeah. like show show like they're trying to show like look at capitalism we we innovate whereas i'm like uno reverse no you didn't do anything you're just getting rich off the backs of laborers you're like <laughs> uh yeah and 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 to, to that point my other uh sort of critique of this is that it's basically propaganda for phil knight yeah definitely <laughs> like do you know much about phil knight i know he's kind of a dick but like but like in a way that like every big business person is yeah like like, like uh, he, he, he yeah he like he's he's no he's not like a terrible billionaire, but like, yeah, but- uh, he he's anti-abortion, for one. Okay. He he's donated yeah. like millions of dollars to anti-abortion candidates. That's great. So you know, hey, that that's not great. Uh, and like again, like Nike is known to like have sweatshops. Yep. That's that's never uh, accounted for. What it says is like, look look at Phil Knight. He donated millions of dollars to charity uh and, and like throughout the whole movie he's kind of made to like look at like this sort of hippy dippy uh what charities huh phil what charities phil <laughs> yeah so like uh to, to me th- this feels like just nike capitalistic propaganda yeah that like on the surface again if i'm just watching like very surface level not thinking about anything it's a fun movie yeah but that's not me. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, we, we have a movie podcast. I like to, to dig into things. Definitely. Um, anyways, what do you, do you have anything to say about my, my little rant there? Yeah, you're definitely not wrong. Uh, if you're just like, I feel like it's good to like have that kind of info going in. Oh yeah. By the way, Fifth Night is a bit of a dick. Um, so-and-so not like, Yeah. It's not, not not quite how how it happened actually. Like, in some ways, yeah, the movie is pretty like progressive in terms of like showing like I like how this is the first time in a sports movie that I've seen like the athletes as part of the labor force thing. And, and I definitely liked the whole like uh, well in, in like the last few minutes where it's like sunny was a big part of getting college athletes paid and i was like yeah, yeah that that is a good thing yeah and and like yeah seeing athletes as as uh workers is also a good thing but mm. i wouldn't say that's the focus of this movie no 
but which is why which I, again is why i find it so interesting uh, because like yeah on a surface level it looks great it's like it looks like it's very pro workers but when i go into like the deeper things that's where i yeah find a problem i wish that there had been more, more mention of that earlier in the movie because yeah like it's it's, it's all told the last like 20 minutes or it's 15 where it's like where they mention it a couple times I'm like, oh, like, why wasn't that mentioned at all yeah. in the first part? And it's again kick, kicked off by Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, I found that interesting. I also found it really interesting. This is another sort of tangent. I have a lot of tangents, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. But the, the, the Born in the USA. So, so okay. So, what, what do you think of that? So, uh, in the movie, they, they acknowledge, oh, this is a movie about like how bad America is and like kind of like the colonial aspects of America. Yeah. And then the movie ends playing born in the USA as sort of a triumphant song glamorizing like Phil Knight and all these other peoples. What do you have to think about that? I think it's, Oh, we talked about the song in the movie. Let's play it again at the end. <laughs> but they, but in the movie, they, they were like saying, Oh, this movie's actually about how bad the U S is. Yeah. So I, w- I was so confused. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, again, I'm reading into this too deeply. But uh, it, 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 I, 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 was, I was just fascinated by it. First time screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he, it's an 18-year-old kid. But also, like, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are there. That's like, right. they, they have a lot of experience with movies. You think they'd be like, hey, buddy. Uh... <laughs> and also, it's directed by Ben Affleck. Like, yeah. Uh, who, who who did the uh, the score? Uh, uh, I'm not seeing. Well, I mean, uh, I'm going through the. It's not. Uh, well, it's there's sound, there. sound, sound. So maybe they don't have. <laughs> they don't have a. Yeah. So it's mostly uh, a, a Neil drop film. It's basically just what if we found all the good 80s movies that Gen Xers will like or all the yeah. good 80s songs. But anyway, still, Ben Affleck as a director is probably at least somewhat like influential on what songs are going in. Oh, or definitely. And you would think he would remember, oh, we talked about this in the movie yeah. and then not put it the I don't know. I was just a little I was I, confused I by that. I think it's because, hey, we, 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 we talked about it earlier. It's still a good song, even though it's not pro. Uh, it's not on a rah rah America, but it's still a good song. But like, this is what America could be, or this is what is what is wrong with it. America can be good, ideally, hopefully. Any any country can be good if, if, they, if they try hard enough and and avoid fascism enough. But <laughs> I I just think it's kind of ironic to be like Phil Knight donated to all these charities while a song about colonialism is playing. Yeah. Uh, maybe not not an irony that I think they're going for, but an irony yeah. nonetheless. Um, anyways, going back to more of the the superficial things, the acting was quite good. I think. Uh, yes. I, I think for a biopic, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, like a lot more. Like it knows what it is compared to a lot of biopics. I find. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Damon's good. Alfred is good as a weird little guy. He's really good in this one and um, The Last Duel, where he plays the gay king. Okay. Well, like, not. I, 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 I haven't seen that movie, but I'll take your word for it. Last Duel is good. Underrated, personally. Um, well, it's basically the, the 
contemporary Rashomon, isn't it? Pretty much. Like, obviously, it's not as good as Rashomon, but like, few, not very, few, not very many, many films are. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely think Affleck is better in this sort of role than like Batman. He's a really good supporting actor, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like when Ben, but when Ben isn't the lead, he's probably at his best. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I I, I agree. And, and well, he's also a pretty good director. Like, well, I, I'd say this is a fairly well directed. Like, I uh, I was I was listening to a, a review of it by. Uh, oh, I don't know. He's some professor on YouTube, but he he, he basically was like, yeah, this is like a fine middle brow movie and i was like yeah, yeah. you know what yeah i agree like it's just it, it like a lot of people are saying it's like a dad movie sure if you want to watch it have fun that's fine i my, my parents loved it so yeah exactly like, i just want like it's good to sort of watch with your family type movie yeah. but 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 me as a, as a marxist i have to ruin everything and uh so <laughs> that that's what i'm doing uh Damn my uh, my Marxist education! It's uh, ruining everything. It's it's destroying friendships. It's uh, <laughs> you, just can't, you just can't see the world through a <laughs> through, through a fun lens. I know my my rose colored glasses are off. They're now yeah. fully red. The opiate of the masses, if you will. Ha ha ha! Well, that, that's that's a Marx term. Ha-ha. It, it is. Uh, I wrote a paper about it. <laughs> as as any as any good Marxist would. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a Orwell thing, isn't it? Or, Opi- opioid of the masses. No, it's Marx. I, I guess, right, I, you know, but, but like, that's in um, Animal Farm. Uh, probably because I, they have a thing that rep- represents the church. I, I'm actually not a huge fan of George Orwell. That might be a hot take. Uh, that, that's fair. He's overrated in TBH. Uh, I, I don't like him because he was actually. He sold out a bunch of communists. Uh, that I didn't know. Because yes. uh, he was, I don't know, a weird anarchist type person. Uh, and he didn't like communism, so I don't know. Lefty infighting goes... Yeah, he, he was just, he was just a, a, weird, a weird little guy. Weird little guy. But, He's uh, play, played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> there you go, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about this movie after my rants. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Uh, good songs. Um, it got me into uh, Sister Christian, which is a good song by uh, Night, Night Ranger. Mo- that's a motor and yeah, that song is great. Um, good, yeah, good, 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 good music, good performances, competent direction. Nothing's bad. Nothing's blowing your mind. Whatever. Vivella Davis will, will probably be up for best supporting actress. I would hope. Ah, uh, I, I, I hope, but also I don't think she's in it enough. But that, but that, that's what makes her performance so good. It's because, I, like, yeah. she's, she's, like, cause that's what the best supporting is as a category. It's you, 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 you had a handful of scenes and you, and you were the center of your movie. It's the Heath Ledger in, in Dark Knight. It's the Florence Pugh and Little Women. It's the pff, insert by best supporting performance here. That's um, fair. I mean, I, I'd like to see it. Uh, I, I like Michael like, Davis. Also, like, I get the whole, like, why do people of color only get nominated for, for supporting type thing? Mm-hmm. Which is why I hope this year that Killers of the Flower Moon, that Lily, Lily Gladstone gets nominated for Best Lead, because she I could mean, definitely win that. I if hope. she's good in the movie, then I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, but yeah, anyways, um, I give this movie half a thumbs up. 
I will give it again just through a lens of fun and having a good time. I'd give it a thumb and a half up. Uh, that's fair. I, I'm just I'm just an angry person. I, I I'm in the middle of school. I'm I'm just I'm angry. I'm that's, stressed and angry. That's fair. <laughs> you're 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 going going through it as the kids say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, well, why don't we do a, a little letterboxed game? Let's go. Um, okay, uh, let us pull that up here. Okay, so the first review. Alternative titles include "We Bought a Shoe." The Jordan Identity and Good Air Hunting. Oh boy, which one? Num- which one? Number two. No, no that, that, that was just the first one. Yes. Oh, that was the first one. I thought that was uh, the second uh, one. Least funny Arrested Development episode. Number three. I am pretty sure. Uh, no, I am a pretty big basketball fan, but I had no idea Michael Jordan wore shoes. And number four. It's kinky boots for the heterosexual community. I guess number two is fake. You are correct. Let's go. Because this movie was funny. Of points. <laughs> you just know I'm a hater. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, okay. Do you have anything to recommend this uh, this week? Um, I've been watching through the Mission Impossible movies um, because the new one's coming out soon. Nice. So I'll recommend Mission Impossible Rogue Nation number five. It's very good. Okay. I have not seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. We need to get your pills on there. I know. I feel like they're fun, dumb action movies. Like, uh, yeah. Go ahead. The the first few aren't good, but that's okay. Okay. I I like Simon Pegg. He's fun. Sorry. <laughs> One's good. One like they they feel very disc disconnected until until four. Okay. Because like one is very De Palma, very through thriller heady. Two is a dumb John Woo, exploding doves, but like the story is pretty meh, and the, and and the gender pol- gender politics are weird. But classic. Yeah, but yeah, they, they they get better as they go on for the most part. Okay, uh, my recommend is uh, I finally watched the TV show Invincible. Yeah, you did. Have you seen it? Oh, I, I watched that one launch. Nice, yeah. That, I'm, I'm like two years late to it, but uh, what? Seventeen more years. It's so good, and yeah. I feel as though I could really come up with a great Marxist analysis of it, but I haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> it's, cooking, it, it's cooking in the head. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm really excited for season two, which is dropping later this year. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, I recommend that. It's a great animated show if you don't mind a little, little blood and guts and some glory it's a it's a fun time highly recommend got glory ram yes uh, anyways that's been our episode this week thanks for listening tune in next time and we talk about something spider-verse perhaps maybe we'll spy we'll spy action number two is coming out this this week so we should <laughs> we finished right when the vacuuming starts yep okay. <laughs> we're, 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 yep let's uh, wrap it up here folks all right well have a good week Bye-bye now.